So in this episode, I sit down with Emery from the Byland podcast. This was actually one of the first outdoor podcasts I'd ever listened to where I was like, wow, this is actually super valuable. You know, I feel like a lot of the outdoor podcasts nowadays, people are interviewing people about their through hikes or the PCT, blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of the same episode every single time, but his was different. So it really resonated with me. And so we've known each other for a couple years now. And he, yeah, he ended up coming on the PB in Mountains podcast. And so we're talking about everything from has ultralight backpacking ruined, or ha, yeah, has ultralight backpacking ruined backpacking, balancing ultralight versus being comfortable, how having kids has changed his experiences in the outdoors. We talk a little bit about hunting. We talk a little bit about experiencing different cultures through through hiking. So yeah, I think if you are someone that is on the other end of a through hike, this is going to be really interesting to you. I think it's going to be really interesting to you as well if you are interested in also maybe getting into hunting in your future. So we have some conversations about that and, and where our heads are with that as well. So sit down, relax, and enjoy. The one thing about the video here on YouTube is that Emery's side of it kind of bugs out for most of the podcast. Mine surprisingly stays well, but Emery's kind of gets a little bit blurry, but you know, as long as you're on YouTube, you can still listen to it as a podcast, but video quality isn't really there on that one. And surprisingly, it wasn't mine this time. (laughs) But no, I think it was, I think it was maybe the camera that he had plugged in, which was a really nice camera. It just wasn't streaming well. So, but there is times where you can definitely see them. So, uh, yeah, so you can watch the video for that, but let's get into the episode. We live, we live. So today I have the pleasure of speaking with such a remarkable individual. He's a seasoned PCT hiker, dedicated father. Also another podcast host, which is actually how I originally found him. And, you know, just an all around great guy. So I'm stoked to have him on the podcast today and share some experiences from trail and and things with his family as well. So welcome to the podcast, Emery. Dude, thanks for having me, man. I I feel like like the tables are turned now. Yes. Yes. So yeah, I have done an an episode with Emery right after the JMT, which was called the JMT rocket ship. Yeah. (laughs) I I thought that was such a good name. Yeah. (laughs) I was was, like really pleased with it. Yeah. We, yeah, we did it right after the JMT, which, yeah, like I said, I have, if, if you, if you're into outdoor podcasts, remember Emery, I actually sent you this other day, by the way, which you were number, like one of the top five outdoor podcasts. You're like, who ranked that? <laughs> yeah. Someone just came up with a list. I was like, I mean, I'm honored. That's I'm to land on a list of any kind is humbling. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's great. Cause when you create things and just put it out into the atmosphere, yeah. you're like, yeah. wow, I didn't realize how lonely this whole thing is. A hundred percent, dude. Especially podcasts, because you're not really getting like comments on them. No, anything. I can't believe that they, yeah. Uh, long story. I, I cannot believe that podcasts have not turned into what YouTube is. That would be, well, I mean, dang, it's almost trending that way because you can have the option of uploading a video now, I guess, yeah. you know, I just think it'd be nice to have a conversation Like people can comment as they're listening. Like, yeah. Brilliant. I don't know why it's not there. Yeah. hundred percent. No, I agree. Especially come on Spotify. Let's go baby. Yeah. Let's get on that. But yeah, no. So Emery's got a, 
excuse me, he's got a podcast called the by byland right it's just byland byland podcast <clears throat> the byland yep. podcast which can you give us a, i wasn't even planning on getting into this but i love the story of of where that phrase or that term actually came oh, yeah. from at being a history buff that i am yeah so i'm a huge lewis and clark nerd. uh hook line sinker i think it's like top <laughs> expeditions in all of human history oh that might be a stretch especially I think in American history specifically, there's two expeditions that I think are like neck and neck. Lewis and Clark, moon landing. <laughs> yeah, sure. They're sure. kind of the same thing in different yeah. centuries, right? Yeah. To make a long story short, so I don't nerd out too hard, I got into the journals of Lewis and Clark, and I would read Lewis's entries and then Clark's entries and... Clark was really good at documenting. They kind of had split jobs. Lewis was kind of the botanist type individual, took care of like documenting plants. And then Clark was the dude that got everyone there <laughs> back, right? So he was like calculating distances and documenting like life and, you know, references along the trail and that kind of a thing. Well, at some point, at the end of his journal entries, a lot of times, he they were going up the Missouri and then once they started traveling over land, he would change because they were they were switching back and forth between river and then land travel. At one point or another, he starts writing ending his entries with say twenty three miles by land. And I read that once or twice, and I was like, "That's it! Like that's it! That's the thing! It's by land." You're traveling, you're experienced. I mean, they were not experienced, they weren't doing it for fun. But to me, the idea was, oh, this is what it is. You're like using the landscape to get across it, to have an adventure, to have an experience, to see things. And yeah, it's, you're doing it all by land. So you were particularly inspired by the sign off. I love that. A hundred percent. Yeah. It was so yeah. great. And it was so like, I don't know, sincere. It was like, yeah, we did this thing. It's like, it's so just there you know what i mean like 26 miles by land it's right very it's 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 like this very terse yeah not like very humbled it's just like what it not, is yeah, yeah not showy thing yeah, yeah. i get it I yeah get it. and the thing is like these dudes were traveling like right we can nerd out on this but i mean these guys were traveling you know when you do like a 30 mile day trail running or hiking or these fools were doing like 30s on the reg in like moccasins across the freaking plains in the snow like that was like normal to them and then like lewis would do it with like dysentery yeah so you're crapping your brains out hiking 30 miles <laughs> like what yep we are not is... them <laughs> no you just see and then it is give the whole concise sign off by yep. land and yep very humbling yeah no I, it I, is. I like that that's a great story thank so, you for asking yes no and that's awesome i think uh that so everybody needs to go check out that podcast it's absolutely amazing again that's how i first found emory when i was researching my own section hike of the pct which do you remember the question i asked you <laughs> i dm'd emory uh, i and think I said, so hey, but if you said i'd remember for sure i, I said do you think I could bring this tent on the PCT section hike? And it was like Wasn't one it of those seek outside, seek, seek outside yeah. teepees. Yeah, you can. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you can do anything you want. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was basically like it, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have worked. It was a really stupid question. Yeah, but... how's that feel nowadays? Like having the experience you have now, looking back at that question. Oh, is that just not, it, it's it's not bad. It's just it, what's your perspective? It sounds on that ridiculous. Question now? <laughs> it it sounds ridiculous. I mean, it sounds it sounds absolutely ridiculous. And yeah, I'm actually I'm actually can't even believe that I I just brought it up on the podcast. But yeah, no, it's. Yeah, the seek outside, you know, I actually got one for a while and then I ended up selling it because I actually yeah. got what is it? I didn't asphyxiate asphyxiate myself, but <laughs> I I essentially got smoke poisoning when I really I got, did you cook so, it? So check it out, bro. I, I got one with the titanium, the titanium thing. You see, you know, all out. Dude, you yeah. know, dude, you know, like you Hot see those hunt. Oh, they got those me with hunt the movies. Dude, they got me hook they got me hook line. They'll tell you you gotta roll that thing up every night. Oh, exactly. So put it together I, in cold hands. Bro, so I'm I'm like, I'm gonna go up to the coast and I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna do the hot tent. And I put wood in there. And of course, you know, the wood is extremely wet. And so it's just creating smoke Smokehouse. everywhere. And it's just smoking me out. And next thing I know, I'm nauseous and oh, I'm trying. And I'm like, I can't camp here tonight. So I try to drive home. I have my head out the window and I throw up and I go to the ER. I made my ex-girlfriend take me to the ER. She's so pissed. It's like 2 a.m. It was like, you have smoke inhalation like, yeah. damage. That's what it was. Yeah. So this was all, you know, You're like this freaking seek outside hot tent thing is a bunch of horse crap. Dude. Trying to try to kill me. They, they got me with their marketing. Yeah, I mean, I, hey, I'm starting to move away. I, I'm actually like. Maybe my time to move away from that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Just where I'm at. I think the journey of gear is super fun. You need to go through these little bell curves and you never stay, try not to stay stagnant. And just eventually your like trends will fade and kind of roll with it. Always. I, my thing is like, I love gear. Gear is super inspirational. It's fun. It should be fun. Just go with it. If you want to try something new, try it. If it works, great. If not, oh well, you tried it. But dude, have fun with it. You never know what you're going to find out. Mm -hmm. So, so you're kind of seeing you you see trends kind of come and go, and you're yeah. kind of like, so what are your thoughts on some of that stuff, particularly where it's at right now? Uh, I, I think that um, <clears throat> bold statement, but I think ultralight backpacking has kind of ruined backpacking. Interesting, in the sense that. Uh, backpacking is the mothership and off of the mothership are like little droids that like fly off. You have like backpack hunting, uh, through hiking, uh, you know, and then whatever other, you know, thing, just weekend warrior stuff, like going out and having a good time, um, section hiking, you know, there's all these different splinters off fishing. People go backpacking to go fishing, like mountaineering, I think falls into the category of backpacking, right? It's all these little mm -hmm. things. And there's, I think there's an entire generation of new backpackers that have grown up on PCT videos, PCT and AT videos that are told that they need a frameless backpack in a, a base weight of like seven pounds and a trekking pole tent and DCF and just like super streamlined layering system and i think they're like halfway off i think 50 percent of that's like completely incorrect for how they want to experience the backcountry 
mm-hmm. but they're told like they're not taught about how a backpack actually functions. You have people wearing hyper. I bought a hyperlight pack um, last year just to like find out what the hype was. I was like, this thing freaking sucks. Like it carries terrible. But once you experience a pack that that under that is built to carry weight, and then you go experience that, mm-hmm. you're like. Oh wow, this is so, so weird. And then you, I just wonder how many backpackers are out there just putting up with the experience the, of backpacking, and they're not having a good time. And it's all because they're they're like they've grown up on these PCT videos. They're like, oh, I need to have this like frameless pack, and it's tiny and it looks all super cool. That's one version of backpacking for it's like very niche. You know, you're like real dialed in. It's for covering miles and being comfortable on trail mm-hmm. when you're on your feet all day long. Mm-hmm. A single pound matters. Ounces start mattering. Well, dude, when you just go backpacking for the weekend, it doesn't really matter. Got it. You're not on your feet long enough to actually feel a few pounds. And maybe right. a few pounds gives you a, a, a better time setting up your tent, not having to finagle trekking pole style tents. Um, working on the tension, Dude, pull like standard backpacking tents are like just a half a pound heavier and way easier to live in. Yeah. So, so it's almost like uh, maybe they are following these trends and kind of sacrificing comfort by by going along with some of these trends yeah. that yeah, they're they don't seeing know online or that they're mm-hmm. seeing on Instagram and things like that. Yeah, yeah, and they don't know any difference. It's not their fault, but no right. one's giving the. Look, man, if I make a video, okay, when you see, when you're backpacking and you, I know this happens all the time, when you have your gear dialed in and you're trimmed out and then you go backpacking and you see someone walk up with an Osprey pack that has a lid on it and like it's (laughs) has like a sleeping bag compartment, what happens in your head? I think noob. (laughs) Exactly. You're like, (laughs) hello, dork. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's not dorky. It's just that's where yeah. they're at on their their thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, it, there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. Yeah. But the problem with that is that that person's not making a YouTube video talking about why they have that Osprey pack mm. or or goiter pack or whatever it might be. They're not explaining themselves because that's not se- as sexy as mm-hmm. some dude in a freaking frameless pack with a two pound base weight with a like a you know, sewing thread for freaking dinner. You know, like he, he exchanges backpack for a fanny pack and now yeah, stuffs everything in that. Yeah. I always text uh, Jeff Garmire uh, legend. Yeah. And I'm always like, dude, let's do like a gear video where you just hold your base weight in your hand. And it's like a yeah. thimble and like, <clears throat> you know, stupid stuff just to prove the point of like, this is so silly. The yeah. idea of backpacking is to go and have a good time. And yeah. if you're not having a good time, if your pack hurts, a lot of people don't even know that they're hurting. They're just like, oh, that's how, that's backpacking. Mm-hmm. I've been on trips where nothing hurts ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's especially, it's especially something that newer people into backpacking need to watch out for. It sounds yeah. like what, where do you think? The trend, because like right now, like you're saying, it's just trending towards the ultralight thing. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the cool, that's the oh, that's we're the cool in guy it. in town. It's like yeah. we're, I think we're gonna be starting to trend out of it. 
that's what I'm, that's what was my next question. What do you, where do you think the next trend will go? I think the pendulum is going to swing back to a moderate position of backpacking. People are starting to wake up, I think, to the fact that, dude, this really irritates me. Hyperlite put out a silly, expensive rain shell for like $550. That's, you're basically wearing a tent on your, they just turned a tent into a jacket. And they out, it's like a ridiculous price. People are getting, I think people are going to wake up to the fact that, like, I don't need this expensive rain shell to go backpacking based on what I'm doing, you know? Like, uh, people are going to start realizing, what am I actually trying to accomplish out there? And then how do I pair my needs and my style with gear? And that probably means a little bit heavier pad. Like, I have this guy that I'm kind of mentoring. He wants to do a section. He's an older gentleman, like older, like 70s. Uh, and he wants to section hike the uh, organ section of the PCT. And it is so amazing to me to see his brain just pop off in all these different directions. Well, he's literally wondering if he should go on one of those like thin, closed foam pads, you know, mm-hmm. or like inflatable pad. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know. Do you think the weight penalty? And I'm like, what are you talking about weight penalty? Just what's comfortable, man? Yeah. Like your body has to sleep at night. And if you're not comfortable, you got old bones. <laughs> like right. you of all people should be sleeping all night long. And if you think, why do you think you need to have this tiny thermarest mattress? Because yeah. it's light. Right. I'm not telling you to bring an air mattress that you would, you know, for like car camping. I'm not saying that. Right. But I'm saying for like literally a pound more, right. you can sleep better. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, what's the ROI on the weight exactly. or something, Bingo. right? Yes. Yeah. And, and to me, I totally agree, especially with the, with the sleeping pad stuff. Like I will have a, a jacked up R value and yeah. I'll have like, I'll have a inflatable yes. pad because I don't like being cold because I don't sleep well and I like being as comfortable as possible. And I also bring an inflatable pillow and I don't, yeah. yeah. And to me, it's like, okay, I enjoy the next day better. I recover better. I, I stay sane because you know how bad it is. If you can't fall asleep in your tent for hours, like that is the worst thing ever, dude. Yeah. And yeah. So I, I totally agree. It, It is funny seeing people like really, uh, trying to make the decision between something but you know i've been there too i'm like yeah. gosh like maybe i should get this tank because it's you know a whole pound lighter or, yeah. or something like that i i have this uh big agnes fly creek that i hate i had that was the one i switched out yeah, <laughs> yeah. i hate that thing you gotta I, and i hiked <laughs> the entire pct with that stupid tent yeah and i still use it yeah why because it works it does I know how to I know how to pitch it really quick. I don't have to think about it. It's up. I'm in. I don't like it, but it's when I'm just going solo, it's if what am I going to get? The, what am I going to get that's going to move the needle enough for me to be like, "Boy, that was a good $5." Awesome. Yeah. But yeah, so to me it's like Trust me, I've been in that space. Going back to my time on the PCT, I've been there where I'm like literally spending hours on my feet all day 
inventorying my backpack in my head, wondering what I could get rid of or what I could swap out to save myself some weight. Mm-hmm. But again, that's a niched down moment in time. And for the majority of like where I'm at with backpacking now, I can do that. I can go into a trip if I'm going to do bigger miles where I know that's going to be important. I'll trim out my backpack. I'll bring a lighter stove or a lighter this that optimizes for time on the trail. Dude, if I'm just going for like an overnighter and just going to have a good time in the backcountry, I'm, I'm going to bring gear that caters to that. And people are just so caught up, even more so, like people are just so caught up in this ounce counting. And you should count ounces. You should understand the impact of an ounce, but it doesn't need to like rule your life. Yeah. Now that you're saying that, I almost I I have found myself now, even when I do overnight backpacks, this has been a couple years ago, but when I would take a couple buddies going and I would still want to have like a light bag. Like yeah. I'd want to have the appearance of a light bag, like a small bag. Cause yes. like we just talked about what do you see when you see somebody with an osprey pack? Maybe someone newer, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think of when you see somebody with like kind of a pared down small kit? It's like yeah, been around. I probably probably through hiked before, right? Yeah. That's the appearance I always wanted to have. Yes. And I almost think some of it could be some of that. A hundred percent. It's it's literally like keeping up with the Joneses, but like in the Dude, back country. That's exactly. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> that's I hadn't put it that way, but yes, that is a major element of it. You're like, you you have to wear a hyperlight pack because that means that it, and dude you better freaking drive over that thing a couple times <laughs> yeah so it's faded white yeah dude like kick some dirt on your shoes you know like get them muddy before you go hiking so people know that you're, they're not brand new mm-hmm. it's so silly yeah. yeah like yeah so i don't know where i'm at with gear now is find the stuff that works do, my my thing is I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about my gear. I just want to, I, I just want to put it in my bag. And when I get to camp, I want to set it up and be done with it. I don't want to, yeah. Like trekking pole tents. I've had one of those. I hated it. I got rid of it. I was like, this is silly. For like an extra half a pound, I can have poles. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. Yeah. And the yeah. poles are meant for the tent. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I agree. So, you know, that big Agnes fly Creek that you had, I got rid of mine Hell because yeah. what I, you know what I hated about it? The worst getting up to pee in the night. Yeah. You had a Superman. Yeah. It's just yeah. like when you was, have gear in front of you. Yeah. Oh, you got a Superman in Superman out. It's a terrible experience, but I'll tell you what I wrote out some storms in that thing. Yeah. And I'm, I was way more confident with that thing yeah. than I am with the, my current Gossamer gear one yeah. that I, I hate trekking pole tent. You know, yeah, it's like Dude. I got sold. I, I drank the juice, man. Well, yeah, I mean, I think trekking pole tents serve their purpose on through hikes mm-hmm. because it makes sense. I, I mm-hmm. guess still wouldn't use one because they're fin- they can be finicky depending on how the ground is laid out, mm-hmm. which is how it is. And I don't, I literally, the last thing I want to do at the end of the day is worry about the tension of my tent because if you do need that tension because the wind kicks up and you don't and yeah. you didn't get it or you pitched it wrong it's gonna be a long night yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
No, I love that. Well, we that was that was awesome. So that's a great segment, especially if anybody is getting into backpacking. That mm-hmm. is something you maybe want to go back and maybe re-listen to, and to inform some of your gear decisions going forward. I feel like because that was that was some yeah. good stuff. Yeah, yeah, dude. You and you brought I up help people do that because a lot of times, I mean, I don't even care what. Oops, sorry, there's delay. Oh yeah, go ahead. All right, go. Well, you brought up the PCT, and so without – so what I'm really interested – because I want to ask you about the PCT, but I think what I'm more actually interested in is is where where you're at right now in your life is would you do another thru-hike? If so, what would it be? And if not, why not? And – and so what I guess by through hike, what I mean by is something, you know, AZT and substantial larger, something like yeah. that. Maybe Colorado Trail and larger, something longer, not like 100 miles or anything like that. Where's your interest level in that style of hiking right now? I feel like it will always be inside me and my my wife is concerned about it because she thinks that now that we have kids she doesn't want them to be an anchor because if i was like hey i need to go do the cdt she wouldn't like it but she would probably find a way to be okay with it and then wouldn't be uh because who would um but my interest couldn't be higher now my desire is not there right now because of how life is currently it's uh it's a commitment to one of those trails. And to answer your question, if I was going to go again, they're one of three trails. I don't know why, but I'm extremely pulled to the Continental Divide Trail. Even before I hiked the PCT, I was drawn to it. I don't know why. I think we're just naturally drawn to certain things. And the CDT is one of them. Uh, a close second Actually, third would be uh, the Pacific Northwest Trail, just because I feel like it's, you know, you know, Pacific Northwest Trail. <laughs> it's yeah. it's super cool, right? It's in, in the northern area. Uh, I think that's neat. But then also, I think if I was going to kind of alter it a little bit, I'd go over to France and hike this Hexatrack trip, the Hexatrack Trail that is out there. What? Yeah. Uh, it's like 1,900 miles. I just, I'm, it's the next episode going out on my podcast. Uh, it's 1900 miles. So 3000 kilometers starts on the German border. You go through the Pyrenees and you end on the corner of France and Spain on the Atlantic ocean. Mm, and so, you're so, like out of country hike. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, I love France. I've been there a couple times and I just love it. Like the pastries are amazing and I'm a pastry guy, but the idea of just experiencing one of the things that I learned on the PCT was you get to experience a landscape in a way that you can't experience anywhere else, any way, any other way. Uh, a road trip is great, but when you really connect to the ground because you're walking it all day long, it's a different kind of connection. I think it would be really interesting to connect to a foreign country like France where you can, it's a mixed bag of wild camping, you can go into town and have an espresso in the morning, maybe grab a baguette, baguette, maybe a bottle of wine on your way out of town. And you're experiencing, it's a mix between culture and landscape. 
castles, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, but also amazing landscapes. Like the way they designed the route was to be able to actually backpack. Mm -hmm. So, so you're, so it's not even just the hiking. It's like, I also, you also want to experience the culture around wherever environment you're in as well. That's I think alluring to you. I, I think for th that trail, yeah, specifically. Um, if I was going to go abroad to hike, that's where I would go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to experience that. But then you know, the CDT. I think the CDT, like American hiking, is really about the landscape. Right. It's not so much about the culture because you're part of it, you know. Right. And trail culture is once you, once you've experienced trail culture, it's like pretty much the same thing. Yeah. So you're really just out there to experience the landscape and to push yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm interested, but uh, I don't think I could. I, I don't think I'd be able to stay away from my family for that long. Yeah. So, well, I guess, so, so you have these interests in mind, maybe mm -hmm. for a later date. Yep. Right. But your kids are how old right now? Two and a half and four and a half. Okay, so yep. very young children at home, mm -hmm. and it. So you're saying it, it would be extremely tough to yep. leave them for three, four months, yeah, and try and try and enjoy yourself while you're on this trail that you're supposed uh -huh. to have a really good time on, but you're actually you're kind of your mind is somewhere else. Yeah, and that's not good. Like no. you, when I hiked the PCT, I was supposed to be single, and then I met Jess. <laughs> And I was like, okay, uh, that's a curveball. <laughs> but it ended up being really great because she was at home. And like, I, I think that she was a really big part of my trail because I, there were some instances where she came and saw me. She saw me, you know, end the trail in Canada. She was there. That was a very emotional moment because it was a whole, it was really cool. Um, but then she was also there, like she pulled me out of some really dark spaces. Mm -hmm. So I can't yeah. imagine the trail, my my trail story being anything other than with her. But that's about as far as I would want to go in terms of being having a connection back home yeah. while hiking. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. fiance, kind of, we were really new together. Like we were, you know, zero to hero really quick. Uh, we got married like a month after I got back from the the trail a year to the day that we met so we moved really really quickly and i just i i can't see myself ever doing that with my family unless that's a very difficult mental space to be in because i loved my hike on the pct in that i was able to kind of check out and check back in in a healthy way i didn't feel like she was anchoring me down. Like she did not ever make me feel guilty. She did not ever make me feel like I needed to check in. She allowed me to be and do what I needed to do. And I felt like I owed it to her to finish and to give it my best. But then you put kids in there and kids deserve their parents, especially at this age. And to me, the, uh, I just wouldn't be able to enjoy my hike. I have a hard enough time going for a few days, man. Yeah. And yeah. So, so it's just simply that the dynamics have changed because you, you went and you hiked the PCT, I believe back in 18, 19, 17, 17. Been, so I, were, I feel like at some point I have to stop talking about it. 
class of 17. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those things where, yeah, you graduate something you did in high school or something, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I get that. Yeah. Oh, man. I remember so, this, this play in yeah. high school. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Could have won yeah. state. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Right. So, so the dynamic has just really kind of shifted. And that is something that I'm, I'm interested in because how, how has, how has having kids changed your view view of the outdoors or changed what you do in the outdoors? Hmm. Let's go with option number two first. Cause I feel like that's an easier question. So it's, the uh, how it's changed what I do is it's when I came off the PCT, I was like rocket fuel, similar to your experience with JMT. And that's why I named your episode like the rocket ship, because I felt like it slingshotted you into like this whole new life. Uh, you have this condensed experience. And even though the JMT is only 200 miles, you, I remember talking to you afterwards and being like, your confidence, you came home, you did like the, the timberline, like you were just boom, boom, boom. You're like, I can do this. I can do the GMT. Watch this. And you're, you're like condense all this experience down in this one moment and your confidence just goes through the roof. You're like, dude, I can handle anything that comes at me. All right, let's do this thing. And like, it's like the whole world is blown open for you. It's like Mm -hmm. double doors, you know, Mm -hmm. slit wide open. Whereas before they were kind of concerning. Right. And that's what happened to me on the PCT is I got, man, you're just a machine through Washington. I felt like a Highlander, dude. Every hill that I hiked, I was like, ha-cha, chop off a head and felt stronger, you know, like if anyone knows that reference. Uh, and I even wrote a blog article about it where I was like, dude, I feel like every hill is making me stronger. Like I'm I'm taking it all in. And my confidence was so high. I, was like, I can do anything. I can do 30s. Like no big deal. Well, then you come home and then you want to have a family. And that was always been my life goal was to have a family. I want, I would, if I would have had kids at like 16, I would have, I just always wanted a family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I'm 39 now. So, uh, you know, mid thirties when I had our oldest and it kind of just hit the brakes, man, like not in a bad way at all, but I was coming off this high of being really good and really capable and i had to learn to kind of gear down shift down you know what i mean and so it the last i would say four years have been me learning how to downshift and 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 like kind of re-identify with how i enjoy the outdoors and what i get out of it and i've had some moments in the backcountry where that's been very eye-opening to me where i've been out there before and i'm like oh i don't like this okay why don't i like this am i being a weenie have i lost my edge am i I being a little scary cat because i'm alone like no like i can that's that's not it and what i realized after a couple of those trips was I just wanted to be around my family. Like I was experiencing this thing all alone Mm -hmm. without the people that I love and care most about. Yeah. So Emery, how are you? What are you going to do about it? 
Well, retool. You have to reorganize. Have to re. Have to figure out a way to get your kicks in, but then also enjoy it with your family. And I found as I became a dad and I started going on walks in the woods with my little girls, like a one mile hike was like the equivalent of a thirty mile day. And by hike, I mean walk in the forest, you know. But but to me, the scale was the same because I was with. The enjoyment I got out of a long day on the PCT and seeing Canada and like seeing all these landscapes, it was like equivalent because I was doing, I was having an experience with my little girls. And to me, that's where like it started shifting. But it took me a while to realize that. Dude. And I fought it for really, I didn't fight it, but I feel like I, uh, What's the term? How, what's a good way to put it? Like, yeah, fought it, I guess, pushed back on it. I was like, no, 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 I can do that and I can do this. When really where my heart was, was with my family. And I think a lot of people have that struggle. They just continue to do this thing where they that they think they should be doing, even though they don't like it. Interesting. So, so you... Because they feel the pressure. Yeah, so, so you almost so the way that you were experiencing canada the north cascades things like that you're now starting to experience that through the eyes of yeah. your daughters yeah when you were taking them on these smaller things but still it's it's you're getting that same experience just through them and seeing like them kind of explode with their passion and how much yeah. they are enjoying enjoying their time there. Yeah. And so you almost feel guilty. Like if you go on something that, you know, a regular 20 mile day or something like that, which would absolutely probably blow their mind. Right. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you kind of feel that guilt because you're not sharing it with them at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, but I've also learned that because I have this thing in me, this like, uh, like hiking monster, <laughs> or adventure monster because i have i have to feed it from time to time so i don't want to feed it too much because then there's like a weird tug and pull there but i do have to feed it which is why i do the lewis every year and because it's a way for me to get out i don't have to think about it too much and i love that trail so much uh and it's a way for me to get some big miles in i enjoy going solo but i'll take some people from time to time if it works out so i get my i, I really try to get a couple trips in by myself but it's hard not because it's hard to do that timing wise but it's just hard because i get out there and i'm like man do i really want to be out here or do i want to be, be with them but i also think that's it's also really nice to to miss someone or something mm -hmm. if you don't miss something then you can't appreciate it and i think that's a, that's one of the other reasons why i do make time to go on my own to, to be a way to miss you need that yeah. contrast so you have this adventure monster <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i love that i yeah, love dude. that because i also have this adventure monster and in fact my fiance yeah yeah thanks yeah she was the one that convinced me to get out of the house this weekend because she's like mm -hmm. yeah you, you know winters are tough winters are yeah. tough on me yeah and is does does Jess, your wife, ever kind of say, Emery, maybe you need to go uh yeah, maybe you need to go on a yeah. on an adventure or something. You're you're getting a little wound up here. Mm 
Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, she says it. She she's like, you need you need to go. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, but <laughs> I know. I'm working on it. Got it. Got yeah, it. man. Like it's hard. I mean, I'm a dad that wants to be a dad. Mm-hmm. It's hard, man. It's hard because you have what's the what's the Marvel guy, the Hulk. <laughs> like he's got two brains. You know, you want to Hulk out on the trail. You want to go do that thing. Mm-hmm. You want to go have an adventure and be crazy not crazy but you want to have an adventure but dude you don't at the same time so you're caught between this responsibility monster and like the trail monster the adventure monster and you you love them equally you want to be both of them and it's impossible to try and figure out so you just have to kind of feed both of them independently <laughs> and like little nibbles here and there, you know, to keep them at bay. But here's the thing, like today, uh, for anyone that's a parent out there, they would know that like, I, I think they would agree that two and a half and four and a half, like you're in it, you know, like those years are like, you're in it. I feel like our oldest is starting to come out of it. You know, like she needs less handholding, but here fast forward in like a few years, they're going to be, fully capable of a lot of things like today i took my oldest for a walk and she's very cautious she's just always cautious um and we're walking around the neighborhood and she's i always talk to her about climbing hills and we go to this dog park and there's a big hill she climbs this hill like no big deal dude when she was you know two and a half she would walk like a mile she would just walk a mile because she was enjoying herself on the trail. But she had this thing about hills. And today she's just like, all of a sudden I turn around and she's just on this hillside that's like really steep. And I'm like, you're going to fall and bust your ass. And she was so proud of herself. She had the confidence to climb up on this side hill and get as high as she could. And I was like, she's never going to be able to get down. Like she's just, she, I've seen her lock up before and she just meanders her way back down. She like, all the things that I ever talked to her, talked her through to get down a little steep hill. She did it. And I was like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Good for you. I was like, she did it. She got there. We hit a milestone. And to me, that translates to, all right, what can we do? Like now that you got this down, cause you have to meet your kids where they're at. I want them to be confident in the backcountry. I don't want them to feel uncomfortable. I want them to go in there feeling like they can do it. So it, and every kid's different, you know, like my youngest, she'll just run down a hill. Like (laughs) she'll just tumble down it. And I'm like, all right, but they're two different kids. So you have to kind of navigate it differently. And that's the, that's the parenting, right? It's like, we're in it in this moment, but here pretty soon we're going to, we're going to try going backpacking um, as a family this year. Not very far. We're gonna do it and see what see how it goes, you know. So it's all this. It's like a whole new journey, man. It's like I want this big epic journey, but I have one sitting right in front of me. Mm. It's just as challenging. And there it is. I think that's that's the key, right? It's like yeah. you. I mean, I bet like when you saw your daughter do that today on the hill, like it made you almost as about as proud as when you crush it, or or yeah. more, way more proud than when you've crushed yeah. a 25, 30 mile 
day. Yep. Yeah. Right. But totally. it's almost like that same proud feeling. So I'm guessing like it sounds like probably in the next you know five years, six years, seven years, you'll probably start integrating more backpacking if they if yeah. they like yeah. it. Right. Of course. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like you might be excited to kind of take that next step with them, yeah. teach like actually getting out there. And maybe yeah. that's where you can kind of maybe get the gear up a little bit, right, mm -hmm. from where you're at. But in knowing how their personalities are and things like that. But mm -hmm. I, I bet that that kind of sounds like maybe where you're where you're heading with your family, which sounds super exciting. Totally. Dude, I remember when my oldest was born, I was holding her in the hospital. And again, dude, I'm like, again, feeling high. I mean, it was months later. It was a year. Wow. I hadn't really thought about this. But a year after I finished the PCT, I'm holding my baby girl. So I'm still on the high of the PCT. And all I can remember thinking one morning was, man, I just hope our feet hurt together. <laughs> I hope we just complain about how hard our feet hurt, how bad our feet hurt together. Yeah. I hope that happens one day. I'm not going to force it on them. But I'll tell you this much. I think as parents, it's our job, even if our kids may not want to do it, like then maybe we don't think they're into it. It's really important to set an example. So if if you want your kid to be athletic, you need to be athletic. Or if you think that's important, if you want them to be in shape, if you want to be healthy, if you want them to eat healthy, if you want them to think healthy, you better be doing those same things. If you want them to be outdoorsy, if that's a hope of yours, then you better be outdoorsy. It's just as impactful, I think, to go on a backpacking trip, for dad to go on a backpacking trip, make little selfie videos and send it back to them, show them pictures when you come home, see, see, have them see you leaving, have them see you come back from an adventure. Dude, that's like saturation. Dad's out there doing it. They're going to have these memories of dad coming back from a hunting trip or from a backpacking trip, showing them pictures and videos. And seeing at how excited some point, he is and everything. Yeah, and at some point, they're going to be like, well, I want to go with you. And I had my, my, had my little girl say that to me. I was going on a backpacking trip. I think it might have been the Luit last year. I was like, Dad's going to go on a backpacking trip. I want to come. I was like, all right. Good. That's, yeah. That, you, do you know what I mean? Is. Like, Yeah, like there it is. Like, all right you're interested let's nurture this thing not push them but like man if you want them to be a snowboarder you better you better be snowboarding yeah and you don't have to take them all the time yeah i love that that i think that that is perfect i mean obviously i'm not a parent but i think that that's really good advice for people that are becoming parents and people that are are already into the outdoors like you don't have to totally kill the stuff that you're doing outdoors because you are no. setting that example for them every time you're coming home and you're maybe you're in a better mood or something like that mm -hmm. like you said you're showing them pictures you're showing them really cool videos yeah. of things that they're not seeing in their everyday life which is really probably sparking their curiosity yeah and yeah just talk, yeah, just talk I, to them about it mm -hmm. yeah like your job as a parent is to expose them to as many different ideas and concepts as possible so that they can be the person that they're intended to be yeah. You can't do everything. Right. Right. But 
because they have a whole life ahead of them. They'll figure it out. Like, dude, when did you get into backpacking? Yeah, not, dude, late. Right? I mean, I was probably, I mean, I definitely didn't do it in the Midwest. It wasn't until 2015 or so. I mean, yeah. I was 20. So you're like a full-fledged adult. Yeah. And you got into backpacking. So, like, yeah, you just never know what they're going to get into. I mean, no. yeah. So I love it. I love backpacking for what it does for me as a human being and as a person. And I would love for my, I would love to experience a trail with my girls. I mean, what I would love is for them to want to through hike. And I would be like, yes, that's the through hike I want to go on next. Right. Yeah. yeah. Judy, it's, it's really interesting you say that because my, my fiance was actually just saying, Hey, I actually kind of interested in through hiking. Oh, baller. Yeah. Good. I was like, I never thought I was going to hear that. Yeah. She, what does she think of backpacking? We haven't gone too much yet. We've done some car campings and stuff like that. And we've had a really fun. fun time. Yeah, yeah. We've had a really good times with those. And, and so one of my, one w- place that I have dropped the ball has been, I've been trying to get her into like rock climbing and things. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a harder sell than backpacking, mm-hmm. and and the simple reason is because of heights and ropes and this and that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's te- more technical and all that. And it, I'm seeing it as like, oh, I love this thing. It would be great to have a partner. It would be easy to spend time, you know, to that. Mm-hmm. And so I've really pushed her like too hard into that, and that's mm-hmm. been like at my fault, right? And so I love your example of how you were showing your kids how much you enjoy something without pushing them. Yeah, it's it's kind of the proxy to it's like, hey, this would be really cool if you did this. <laughs> I mean, but I'm not you're, like you're brainwashing like, them. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not like, like right. Yeah, I'll do this or whatever. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, like I to your point of whatever through hike they want to do next. That's the same thing with her. I was like, hey, if you want to do the Wonderland, I would totally do the Wonderland with you yeah. like, and take a chill time with it. Like that would be super fun. Yeah. So the important thing about that is that, uh, man, for if I had a dime. For everyone that was like, yeah, I don't like backpacking. Okay. What kind of backpacking did you do? What was your experience? Because I've often found that if you dig far enough, uh, they just didn't like what they did. Or they don't like, let's say they don't know, they only know about one version of backpacking. Well, maybe they didn't know that there's through hiking. Maybe they didn't know there's like backcountry fishing or hunting or or just, you know, weekend trips. We all have our different interests and you forcing like, <laughs> you know, forcing rock climbing, maybe she's not there yet. And maybe she will be one day. You weren't into rock climbing first. Right. But it became part of your journey. It's like these overlapping circles of interest, right? It starts with car camping. And then you're like, man, it's really hard to freaking get some spots. Well, you know where there's free camping. Exactly. If you just hike a couple miles, <laughs> you can have the same thing. And there's no one there. And then if you hike like five or six miles, there's even less people. And if you go 10 miles, now you're really alone. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, how do I do that? Okay, cool. I'm going to go do this. And then you start learning about backpacking. And the next thing you know, you're like, how did I stumble into this PCT video? What are these guys doing? Why are they wearing trail shoes? 
that seems weird. I thought everyone wore bite wore wore boots. Why are they doing that? I my newest thing is wait, they're not using camelbacks? What? I saw that post. You know what yeah. I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's just overlapping and then it's just stepping stones and new things. And then eventually she's like, you know, the racking sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. And you're like, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. You know what what's so funny? It, it's uh, overlapping hobbies. Cause it's like with through hiking, like it why I'm interested in through hiking, through hiking got me interested in ultra running. Ultra running got yeah, me interested exactly. in alpine climbing. Bingo. Alpine climbing got me interested in obviously rock climbing. Yeah. It's like all of these things, and then splitboarding, splitboard mountaineering. It's like, yeah, it's all these skill sets that you can then combine into like these into like alpine climbing, splitboard mountaineering, and all this stuff. And it's funny, like the course that I run, you know, my outdoor creator course, people are always they really want to be niche down. They're like, Oh, I have to be a backpacker or I have to do this and that. I'm like, Yeah, dude, Same. outdoors people are like the least niche down people ever. Like even Darwin, Darwin. If, yeah. you, if I say Darwin on the trail, what do you think about? I mean, like I his, think of different things now, but like I think right. a lot of people would be like, oh, long distance backpacker. <laughs> yes, long distance backpacker. But he has bike packing videos on his thing. He was, yeah, he's well, he was a bike packer before he was into bikes before he was into through hiking. Exactly. And he's a prime example of someone that niched down really, really good, got real popular, but it wasn't who he was. Yeah. He was actually this other guy who was a back who who enjoyed bike packing more than he did through hiking. Interesting. And then he posted bike packing videos and no one liked it because that wasn't his crowd. Mm-hmm. Now, you could argue that niching down can get you bigger faster. But if you have other interests, it's going to be a lot harder to start integrating those interests because you're you're trying to sell a idea or or a entertainment value to someone that's not not buying. They're they're there for the thing you just that you niche down on. Totally. You know what I mean? I didn't think about that. Yeah. So for me, I I feel like my my creator journey is taking far longer than what I wanted to. But at the end of the day those that do decide to come along with me and are interested, they're going to know who I am and my interests. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're going to know that Emery's into hunting and, you know, backpacking with their family, weekend trips, easy stuff, but also some through hikes and whatever else he comes up with. Yeah. And I think it's and inspiring you. that you're not just like pegged into to one, one place. Like, I, I mean, I, I, for me, it's, it's, I get bored easily. Like, honestly, yeah. dude, I don't know if I would ever do the PCT or or any long trail like mm. that. And the simple reason is, is because like, I feel like I learned a lot from the JMT, a mm. lot from the Colorado trail, the Lewitt, the Timberline, yep. the all these other trails I've done that I don't know what else there is to learn about through hiking. But no, the, the, yeah, you're right. Right. I mean, it's just, it, it comes down to like gear and it's like, okay, but I don't need any skill to have to pick out gear, really. I just need to look at resources and this and that. What's alluring to me, though, still with through hiking yeah. is the fact of exploring a different culture or exploring a landscape. Mm-hmm. So like that, that still is interesting to me. But to me, it's like I want to learn something now. I like you do need like a basic skill set for through hiking, but I want to transfer that skill set to other areas 
you would have no problem on the PCD. From a gear slash performance standpoint, you are absolutely correct that you do not need a long distance trail badge to wear. Right. So like you're not gonna learn anything. Because a through hike, unfortunately, sorry guys, but a through hike is just a series of week long backpacking trips. Yep. That's all it is. I'm sorry, but that's all it is. You're just doing section hikes every single week. Seventy to hundred miles, hundred and twenty miles. That's it. So if you've done one of those, congratulations, you can probably do a through hike. The where a through hike is different, and the, you would have to decide for yourself if this is what you want. Through hiking is an experience in endurance, mental and physical endurance. So the dark patches you went through on the JMT and the Colorado Trail and all these other trails, those last longer and are more frequent. That's really the difference. And at some point, you're like, <laughs> you will get to the point on a long distance trail of, let's say, one of the big three distances, right? Like something like that. So you're right around 2,000 miles. You will get to a point where you're like, yeah, I think I get it. <laughs> I got it. We're good, right? So this is it. This is the through hike. So we just do this all day long, every single week. And then we just end up in a new town. We resupply, we hitch, we sleep in the dirt. So this is it? Oh, okay, I get it. I'm good. All right, when you get there, there's more. And it's not that you're going to learn about through hiking. It's not that you're going to learn about backpacking. What you're going to learn is the deep, dark corners of your mind and your body. That's what you, that's what, when you get to the terminus and when you complete the thing, that's what you're getting to is self is like personal development and self exploration. The backpacking, you got it. You know what I mean? You know it mm -hmm. the, through, I mean, you don't need to be an expert backpacker to go through hiking. Like that is not a badge anyone needs. For you, it would be more of like, cool, I want to see what happens. I want I want to have the experience. I want to see what goes on. Yeah. I've I've realized that at about the two week mark, I'm like, eh, I could do something different. <laughs> yeah. Dude, everyone's there. Yeah. Dude, two weeks is like really this is it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Dude, two weeks is like a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, dude, like everyone's ditching their gear. That's why everyone quits within the first like 100, 200 miles mm -hmm. because they're like, this is stupid. Mm -hmm. If this is it, I want nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. But you just have, like, that's where I'm talking about. You get into that unfamiliar territory of like wash, rinse, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat. And then at some point you're just, uh, blah. you're just like flowy. You're just yeah. like, cool, I'm just going with it. And then things aren't, they don't like mean anything anymore. And you're just like, you just kind of shed this skin, you know, that's the beauty of the through hike is shedding your skin is getting to the point where like, you can be the trail name, you know, like you can be whoever you want to be out there. You get to be who you are. 
and it, it, sometimes it takes it in, in this like it's um very uh monotonous but it's therapeutic yeah i don't know i i don't feel like backpacking the pct or a long distance trail is something that you need to be good at backpacking it's just a byproduct yeah yeah interesting yeah def i yeah mental endurance physical endurance like like i said i'm very what's attractive to me about through hikes is experiencing like all those places in Colorado that I hit like yeah. that's I've experienced those very in a very different like that's my favorite way to travel now like instead of just going there for like a wedding or something it's like no right. like I want to go I want to experience Colorado like these trail yeah. towns like walking there yeah and I think that's super cool and then you meet these locals and you get you see everything and, differently oh way you, different. You, everything is everything's different it's through the lens of your feet mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep yeah I don't know maybe Here's the thing, know. man. If you're not, the thing about a through hike is, if you're not in it, hook, line, and sinker, don't do it, because it's not going to be as valuable. You got to really. It sounds so stupid, but you have to really want it, and you have, you have to even if whatever the reason is, it doesn't even matter what the reason is, but you have to at least want something related to the trail. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's like why. I mean, why would you do you feel pressure to have to do it to do it no i used to i used to, i used to think honestly that you to be credible in the creator space like you had to hike the pct or you had to do this or that if you look yeah, at dan any, becker dan becker blew that out of the water like he's out of the water dad. he's a dad yeah and actually he just had a upload where he like almost died in the grand canyon yeah <laughs> so yeah and he he had yeah you know <sighs> Yeah, that whole credibility thing and the peer pressure to do that stuff. Again, I go back to this whole thing. Like, please understand your why behind doing everything you do in the outdoors. Just mm-hmm. spend some time in your brain. And if your why is because you think someone that you should be doing it and that you need to hike 15, 20 miles a day, but you don't like hiking 15, 20 miles a day, and maybe five miles sounds great, or maybe like three miles sounds great. Do that. Mm-hmm. Do that. You'll be happier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you'll in be- life in general. <laughs> if you're doing content, you're, you're going to make better content because you're yeah. enjoying it. Yeah. Dude, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Do the yeah. stuff that, like, for the content creator world, like, people know when you're just full of shit. Mm-hmm. They know it, eventually, and you can't hide it for very long. So if you're not passionate about it and you're just fake and not only that, dude, the worst thing in the world is that someone meets you in real life and you're not what you say you are. Mm. At least that's my biggest fear. That's why I try to be as like real and honest about everything. Dude, I got dad bod right now. Like I am not in 30 mile, you know, PCT shape. Yeah. Dude. All right. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah, do what makes you happy. You're you're totally right. And I'm wondering too, like with the Colorado Trail, JMT and things, I had my nine to five at that at those times. So I had to blaze through these trails. I mean, yeah. I did the CT in twenty two days. That's like that was five hundred miles, twenty two days, like ninety thousand yeah. feet of vert. You're working. Yeah. I mean, and people work. are usually doing it in over thirty for sure. And I'm like 
I had no same with the, the JMT, like no zeros, nothing. Like I could not not hike or stop, like because I just I had to get home, I had to get yeah. back. And so I'm wondering if some of that was it. Like the, the CT was a blur. I mean, it was a total blur to me. The JMT, the JMT, like you're right, it was a rocket ship. And man, I will forever be thankful to that trail because that enough. has been that was the absolute catalyst to me. Like that will always be. Yep, it'll always, always be like my number one. Yeah. And and so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with the PCT. But that's the whole like thing, that. man. Like if something at some point is going to pull you. Okay, what you're experiencing right now, I feel like I've experienced with hunting. Mm. I'm going through it with hunting. I don't know where you're at with, the, but the language you're using and like you're at, you're like, how you're describing through hiking it's like hunting for me it's like this thing that i feel like i should be doing because i had an interest in it at one mm. point but i'm having a hard time identifying with it so i'm like i'll just stay in touch i, I need to i need to call it from time to time i'm gonna stay in touch with you i'm gonna, I'm gonna go go have a beer from time to time with you and like yeah. we're gonna do the dance but just know that I'm totally not into this right now. And so you realize, and then you go out there and you do it. Like for me, hunting, backpacking started with hunting. My backpacking journey started because of hunting. Right. And then the next thing I know, I'm hiking the PCT. And they're calling me Puparazzi. Like, right. what the heck is that about? Like, that's <laughs> weird. So I feel like I have this, but I feel like I have this root in hunting. I'm like, okay, Emery. You're going to go hunting and that's what you could do in the fall every single year. And you're going to go backpack hunting. You're going to go alone and all this stuff. But then I go and I'm like, dude, this sucks. Like I don't, I'm not having fun. Like I'm, I'm just not enjoying myself. I don't, it's not that I hate it, but I'm just like, ah, like I'm just not in it. Right. Okay. Well, is this what you want to spend your time doing then? Is this how you want to be away from your, your kids? So when you hug your little girls goodbye to go hunting for a couple of days and then you feel like this, does this feel good, Emery? Like, does this feel good? Is this how you want to spend your time doing something that you're really not into? Or at least this version of it? That you feel like you should be doing because it's September, it's bow hunting season or yeah, whatever, it's rifle because season. Because you've been doing like, it for years. And it's just, it's the thing that you do. You see your buddies on Bro, it's this September. and that doing it. Yep. got to chase yeah, them like, out. Yeah. How could you not be in the woods in September with a bow in your hand? You know what? Really, you know what September is really good backpacking month. It, dude, yeah, I know. It's really good, <laughs> and it's like, do I want to spend all day trying to find an elk that I'm probably not going to find, yeah, dude. <laughs> or or do I actually want to have a fun fun time in the woods? Yeah, dude. Like, what do you want to do, dude? <laughs> yes, for the long for all my life, I was like. Fudge, September's such a good month, but it's elk season. Yeah. And I suck at hunting. Yeah. I mean, that's the truth of it, dude. And you know why I suck at hunting? Because I'm not, not into, into it. it. Yeah. That's it. That's the truth. Do I enjoy hunting? Yes. But I suck at it because I'm not into it all the time. I'm, I'm just, it's not what I do. It's not me anymore. Now, it'll always be a part of me, and I will probably always go hunting. But last season, I went hunting one night, one day, one day, one, one evening, one morning. 
And then because of work and things, I never ended up going again. And I was like, weird. I didn't go hunting this year. And I was still me. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing changed. Yeah. Nothing changed. And that's fine, man. And it's like, yeah, you're totally right. Like maybe it was part of your life to get you into something. Like it led you to backpacking, right? Like it was there and it served that purpose of of getting you into backpacking. And now it's almost like you're – you almost feel like this weird guilt or obligation to it because it maybe it Ob- gave yes. you this. Yeah. 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 Do you, yeah. so does that sound familiar with like the PCT Emory, stuff? Like Emory, Viking? Well, Emery, I got to tell you, we are so similar with the hunting thing. Like it's not even funny. <laughs> it not even funny dude. because no lie. The only reason I moved to Oregon in 2014 was because I wanted to hunt out West. That was the reason why I wanted to hunt out West. I wanted to, <laughs> be in big country i wanted a glass yeah. i wanted to be on elk i wanted to do yeah. this and that and i did it a couple times or whatever but it, then it got me into backpacking mm-hmm. and then i basically and i would still occasionally go hunting but then i started and it started like every year it would go down 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 down, down. last year yeah. i never last year was the first time i never bought a tag Ew. So, how and dare I, and, you and again i'm still here <laughs> i totally do right. i can't believe you yeah, but you're you're totally right, dude. It's like my yeah. buddies would text me and they'd be like, "Are you hunting this year?" Blah blah blah, and I'm like, "Yo, September is great climbing season. Backpack. There's these summits I want to hit. There's in the North yeah. Cascade. Like, I don't have time to like sit around in the woods trying to find some elusive <laughs> beast yeah. right Mountain now. Like, yeah, yeah, with swords on their head. Like, I can't, I I can't do it right now. And so, I fully intend to come back to hunting. Just like like yes. as I. Yeah, as I get older, like I fully intend to get there and I think I think part of it too, dude, is like the P like Washington and Oregon, like look, I come from Wisconsin where we had a, a deer season from from September until December. And you got two you had to earn a buck or which was you had to harvest a doe in order to get a buck tag because there were so oh, many deer. Yeah. So like they gave you these tags, like they were just handing out tags for free. Right. Like this, this is during CWD and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still like you get a doe tag, you get a buck tag. Like, and here it's like, oh, no, no, you have to figure out do you want to, do you want to harvest an oh, elk dude, with a bow it's so or stupid. a rifle? And that, honestly, dude, like, I think that's one of the it biggest t- things that's the keeping tags, me away from the it. The tag situation, like, you got to put in points. I'm like, piss off. Yeah. Dude, I, I, no one will ever make me. Yeah. Oh, you're going to, I, I, I hate this question. Did you put in any tags this year? I'm like, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? You think I have time to put in for tags? You think I actually care? Like, get the heck out of here right now. Yeah. No, dude, I'm not traveling eight hours to go hunt a tag. Like, good Lord. Out of state tags, too. I mean, you're dude, paying. Get out of my face. Seven hundred out of state tags. Bu- dude, yeah. yeah. No, no, thanks. I'm out. You're wild. It's yeah. so wild. And, and and look, like it's cool for conservation because you know probably a lot of it goes to that. Love, love conservation, BHA, yes. all that type of stuff. Yeah. But I'm not gonna spend eight hundred bucks on an out of state tag. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> oh, dude, yes. Uh, exactly. Look, hunting, I'm a hobbyist <laughs> at best. 
This is how it is, man. You don't want to go. Dude, here's the thing. I went on that Exo Mountain Gear death hike in 2019. I got there and I was like, I am not these people. Like, Mm -hmm. dude, they were, and they were, I love those guys to death. But by by when I say that, I mean, I was like, oh, I came back and I was like, Jess, these guys really like hunting. They were like intimidating about it. I was like, yeah. I should not have been invited. I don't know how I got this invite, but I got the wrong chocolate bar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, dude, the golden ticket. And yeah. And like, I hang out with you. They come into town. I hang out with them. And I'm like, why do you guys even talk to me? <laughs> well, I haven't killed an animal. Like, <laughs> like you want to go like you want to go to alaska and i was like yeah i do but you i'm how much is it and they're like it's like five or six grand i'm like no (laughs) no what oh my god like two deers some fishes yeah i'm like that sounds awesome can i bring my camera is that good enough yeah right i'll take pictures right Right. dude yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) I, I, I'm like, to your point, I think that I will come back to hunting one day, maybe. Because mm-hmm. there's every one of the people that are like, man, I have 120 years. You're like, how is that possible? What happened to you? This is what happened. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Love it, dude. And then eventually you're like, wake up and you're like, I think I'm going to go hunting. Yeah. I like to stay in touch with it. And the reason why I do enjoy it is because I feel like to the point to go back to the idea of assembling a toolkit Mm -hmm. of skills. Yep. That's a completely other tool set. Mm -hmm. You know, it's your mind goes into looking for animals. You see things differently. You smell things differently. You can track things. Those are skill sets that are really good to have. And at a minimum, they're good to have because it gives you awareness of your environment. So the the gift of hunting is my utter confidence going off trail. There are so many people that can't even oh. fathom the idea of going off trail. If there's not a trail, their brain breaks in half. Where to me, I had a moment on the PCT where... Uh, my buddy and I were in Oregon somewhere and we smelled smoke and we were like, Oh, we're going to go around this like Ridge. And it was obviously like fire season and we stopped and I was like, Hey man, if there's, I looked at my map and I was immediately started looking for bail off points, you know, like over, we're not going back down the trail. We're going to the nearest road. And getting the heck out of here. If we go around the corner and there's a forest fire, we're freaking bailing. And I look at my map and I was like, oh, okay, sweet. We'll just like off this corner here, we'll just go that way. And it's like a quarter right. mile to like a road or a mile or whatever it was. And I look at my map and I was like, all right, so this is the plan. This is what we're going to do that way. And he's like, are you sure? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm sure. He's like, how do you know? And I'm like, because I'm looking at a freaking map. He's like, yeah, there's no trail. And I was like, I know. Yeah. 
but it's it's you you like as a hunter you're you like almost i don't know the same thing for you but i'm constantly building parameters in my mind of like and every as i move down the trail i'm building my my new set of parameters like if shit hits the fan i'm going this way and it's quick it's like i don't have to think about it even if i've never even looked at the map i can just open it up and be like boom trail system road skid road boom done there half a mile i can just like not only need compass, i can just go all this ridge down there over with back to safety that's what hunting's done for me mm-hmm. that's a gift that's a huge gift 100 percent, dude you nailed it again it's marrying all of these different disciplines yeah. yes and they all like kind of parallel each other they're, i mean they're all outdoor things right and they yep. all parallel each other what do you know what i i really think that you would be you would like is these things called high routes Oh yeah, I talked to Andrew Skirka about those. Yeah, those are interesting. Oh, dude, we got our ass whooped on his high route <laughs> this last year. Ass whooped, dude. <laughs> Second day, I was like, "Well, he's kind of a freak." Oh, he, dude. Oh, it was it was terrifying. Which one did you do? We did the Wind River high route and got oh man annihilated. Did you we finish? Failed after like twenty miles. <laughs> And we had like a whole day of hiking, like a day and a half of hiking to even get to back to the trailhead. Yeah, it was the middle of nowhere out there. But dude, oh, that's so. But anyway, I'm planning on doing that Allen's version of the Wind River High Route first. Should probably do that before I go to Skirkas mm-hmm. again because that was full on. But you know, you talk about off trail travel, reading topo maps, stuff like that yeah. that you get from hunting, yeah. things like yeah. that. Follow this ridge system and, mm-hmm. and things like that same thing yeah i mean it's and again that's why i like hunting i think i like all these things too because it's if something ever happened that was really bad like an apocalypse Mm -hmm. you know you know how to hunt you know how to climb you know how to through hike Mm -hmm. you know how to feed yourself you know Mm -hmm. to do this and that this i think that's really cool (laughs) well it it is but also i mean you learn these skill sets and you just become a well-rounded individual there's you can't not be like and so day-to-day life becomes a little easier so because a crisis in the backcountry is a little more intense than a crisis on your commute to work so yeah just it it builds mental stamina like i both my parents died within like two years and then we just had like kids and like parents dying and like other people dying <laughs> it was like <gasps> like my mind you just the pct was yet another one of those i've had other life things where i've been stretched mentally and i I really had to revert back to like those do the thing you know it'll get better don't quit like you just have to believe it's going to get better and it it will get better but like it gets dark real dark and it can get there for a long time, but you just have to keep going, keep moving, keep moving, and then look for daylight and look for opportunity. And all right, that Cheeto tasted real good. All right, I can I can get to the next mile. Do one more. Do one more day, one more mile, whatever it is, you can do one more. And then eventually you're out of it. 
and I feel like I'm coming out of it and I feel way more energetic because for the last few years I've just been so emotionally saturated by family events that my desire to push myself mentally and physically in the backcountry it was at an all-time low mm-hmm. I needed all those experiences to be positive I couldn't tax my brain anymore because I was doing it in my day-to-day life mm-hmm. so now I feel like I'm coming out of that era mm-hmm. where life is a little no one's dying anymore um mm-hmm. and I'm like okay don't get complacent you need to start pushing yourself again you need to start yeah. flexing that muscle and it truly, truly is a muscle. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, I would love to. So talking about just, you know, learning new things, doing all that type of stuff. You have a course available, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about what the course is and maybe how it how yours is different than some of the other ones out there? Yeah. So I, so it's called learn how to backpack and I literally started writing it because I just wanted to just cut down the amount of time it takes to learn the basics of the fundamentals of backpacking. So real quick, the course is like 70 videos. It's roughly like four and a half hours of tutorials, literally taking you from the ABCs of backpacking but also sprinkling in uh, like how I do things because I, the idea isn't to teach people how I backpack, it's to teach them how to backpack as an overarching theme. So I integrate, all right, like for example, the backpacks. Okay, let's not talk about just the way the backpack Emery uses. Let's talk about backpacks in general, the different types there are and how a backpack works. You know what I mean? Like that's the idea of the fundamentals. So that the idea is that in that one example and i go through this on every piece of gear for backpacking you can then go into the store and assess the gear based on your needs so you can look at this backpack that does not have a frame and know okay that's what that is that's what i can expect from it that's what it's for i need that or i don't need that so and that that all comes with like experience right because a lot of times you don't you just choose a backpack if we're staying with that example and based on like okay that the one thing you need but as you grow in backpacking you end up learning oh, i want to try this i want to do that i need that kind of thing well so the idea of the course is like i'm going to give you all this information up front so you don't have to worry about so you can just start fresh and you can start with all the information that you'll eventually learn years later yes. so it's not it's it's like there's a lot of advanced techniques in there that aren't I'm doing air quotes like advanced. They're just stuff you end up learning. And the difference is, is that it's not a set it and forget it course in, in the sense that if you take the course, the entire point of it is for me to help you out if you need it. So if you have questions, you can literally email me and I respond and we can have a back and forth for however long it needs. And if we need to, we can get on the phone to talk about it. Like, I want to be a part of your journey. And if you have questions or you need some guidance, that's part of the experience. So I think what sets it apart is a lot of backpacking courses, at least from what I've seen, is you take the course, you ingest the information. Thank you. See you later. You don't have a mentor. 
And I really try my best to meet people where they're at. Where are you? What do you want to, what do you want to do? All right, let's start there and tailor the information I'm about to give you to that. I don't want you to, I use myself as an example in the course of how I do things. So you just have an example and I might use that in a one-on-one conversation, but that's just to like give you a sense of where things are at in the, you know, atmosphere, you know what I mean? Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, so that's my approach so you, to stuff. Yeah. So it's like you're teaching them concepts, number one, so they mm-hmm. can kind of think for themselves. Yep. And you, you go over the backpacks and things like that as an example. But I've seen where, you know, that can save people money, a lot yes. of money in yeah. the long run, because I was the person that bought the Osprey pack the first time mm-hmm. and didn't like it. And the hip belt didn't work. And I didn't understand that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So I had to sell that. Then I had to buy a new backpack yeah. and then another, you know, and so all this type of stuff that kind of could have been solved by just talking with someone that has already yeah. been there and that maybe has similar goals to mine and things like that. So awesome. And then, so yeah. And then also the mentorship, cause like you give yeah. people info, but like, obviously they have follow-up questions. Yeah. They want clarifications. Yeah. They want this and that. And so you're almost kind of there to guide them even along more along in that process. It sounds like. Yeah. And I mean, I'm way more, I care way more about, um, someone's experience. Like even if they've been in, they don't have to be like a brand new student. Like if, if they come in and they've been there for years and they're like, now they're going to try something new. Like, it's kind of a lifetime thing. Like you're in, like you can hit me up anytime. That's what I'm there for. That's what I care most about is like helping someone have a good experience. And a lot of times the reason why I made the course is because I personally didn't have anyone there to teach me. A lot of people just are having to do this on their own because if you're getting into backpacking as an older person, an adult, just basically an adult, like a working adult, nine times out of 10, you're probably the only person you know that wants to get into backpacking. Otherwise you'd be doing it already. Yeah. Right. So that's what it was for me is I, I didn't have, I, I knew hunting. I didn't know backpacking though. And so I had to learn all these skills, but I had no, no one there to teach me. And I bought gear that I was way too expensive that didn't work. And I didn't know what I was doing wrong. And I didn't know what I was doing right. And it took me years to figure it all out. And I, I just don't think it's necessary. And I don't think it's necessary to spend years to figure out how to backpack and enjoy yourself. I want to speed up that process because the other thing is the the vast, vast majority of people are not backpacking year round. They're going on like one backpacking trip a year. And that's going to take forever (laughs) to learn how to backpack. Right. So, I've had people take the course that are, they're like, man, I had this backpacking trip coming up and I wanted to learn and it took your course and it like had a massive impact on, I, I came out of the course, I implemented it and there was an amazing result because of it. I'm like, that's it. That's awesome. Sweet. Now you can work on that. You're, there's always going to be stuff to learn. I'm not saying I'm going to solve world hunger here, <laughs> but the, the idea is for you to get to the good parts sooner rather than later and to give you the tools to walk into REI or shop backcountry, look at the label 
and know what the heck you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Huge. It's huge, huge. yeah. Like, Because then huge. you're in control instead of like, hey, man, um, I'm looking for a backpack to go backpacking. And the guy's like, well, let me tell you about my time on the PCT. <laughs> you need yeah. a seven-pound base weight and you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. Just everything we discussed at the first everything part. Everything we just discussed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, man. Well, that's what I love about you, dude. You're always so willing to help I, another story i was going to share real quick was the lewitt trail oh yeah. the first time that i hiked it i hit up emory because i knew that he had hiked it he literally just emails me like all of where the water is because it's you know it's kind of a, a dry trail surprisingly dry yeah and he's the mileage and this and that where this is and that is and i was just like kind of blown away by this whole thing this is back in 20 this is 2020 this was july 2020 i know exactly when it was because it was a shakedown for my hike for my for my jmt hike oh that's right yeah yeah and so it was super helpful to me and you know i even think you had the course at that point either but just you know just a great guy so i appreciate you man You're, you're a good dude where can they where else can they find you uh, byland.co and that'll get you everything you need. And then you can look, you can do a learn how to backpack. I'm also doing a, a solo backpacking course. I'm coming out with yes, a writing. I saw it. that. Yeah. That's going to be like a more personal development. I, I mean, it's about solo backpacking, but it turns out that solo backpacking is kind of like personal development. So, uh, it's going to be, so I'm really excited about that, but like byland.co and then you can get to the courses there and stuff like that. Popping in here to tell you guys that I'm going to leave the links for all of Emery's stuff down in the show notes, his course, how to keep up with him on Instagram, his podcast, and his website. So if you're interested in any of that, go down below, check that out, and we will see you for the next epi.